Good morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Polar Express. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Alex, a.k.a. Take the Weight Off. <laughs> and welcome to our 10th episode of Where's, Where's the, action? the Action? Bro, you were off. You were off that time. I think you're going usually, too usually fast. Usually, we're so on point with that. Well, I was maybe going you should fast. explain why. <laughs> We're what do you not mean explain to, why? We're not together. <laughs> okay, you're right. Maybe that's it. I'm getting very uh, season one vibes here. I know. So me too. we'll jump into full disclosure. Thank you for joining us today. This is our 10th episode. Kind of a big deal, right? I mean, most podcasts don't even make it to 10 episodes. So we got to be doing something right. Um, but so our full disclosure, first off, Mason, a.k.a. me, <laughs> had a COVID scare. I was exposed on Sunday and I got tested on Friday, which was yesterday. We're recording this on Saturday. So therefore me and my co-host Alex are in separate places. So we're going back to Zoom and our old stomping ground and we're recording from there. So if the audio isn't as good as what we usually have, bear with us. Hopefully we'll get this straight by next week. Uh, but yeah, anything else to say about that? uh just hustling through zoom again um hopefully my audio because i know we had audio issues on my behalf uh with zoom so hopefully my audio doesn't mess up again because this time i'm actually using my mic because the, the other times we were not using a podcast mic for me yeah he was just kind of raw dogging it with the computer audio so <laughs> This yeah. is uh, this is new frontier for us. Let us know how it sounds in the comments and stuff mm-hmm. on Insta. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, thank you for tuning into Where's the Flavor. That's we've had a lot of fun with that. And uh, but yeah, anyway. Yep. All right, Alex so has a big reveal. Our, our other full disclosure. So uh, also, aka, take the weight off, right? So I got a haircut the past week. Um, is Tuesday. I got a haircut Tuesday. Um. And one of the reasons why I got a haircut was to get a special design shaved into my head. And so the design that I got was VSA um, shaved into my head. And what Mason said was I really took the weight off. <laughs> out of my well, we hair. should explain that, too. Oh, yeah. So taking the weight off. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a meme in our group. Yeah. So backstory um i always get my haircut at lady jane's um located in blacksburg and so my stylist uh she said one day she was like um when we were cutting our hair she was like oh do you want to take the weight off and i was like uh what do you mean by that <laughs> she was like you know like thin it out so like not specifically making it shorter but just like not making it as thick um and so mm. so now whenever mason and i get like haircuts we're like oh then take the weight off <laughs> <laughs> and see it's better than what i used to say i used to say just whack at it yeah <laughs> um <laughs> it never turned out great um but yeah. yeah so that's why his nickname for this episode is take the weight off mm-hmm. and uh but yeah so we'll dig into our sponsors our first sponsor actually ties into the haircut thing yep oh and then uh, just a little backstory of why I got VSA. So my, oh, yeah. yeah, my organization, we had an auction uh, this uh, last weekend. And one of the milestones, if we hit 
um, $1,250, I get BSA shaved into my head. And so, yeah, we were able to raise roughly about $1,300. And so I was able to get my haircut. And so we were able to get that milestone plus all the other milestones below it. So, yeah, that's why that's uh that's the backstory vsa in my in my hair all right for the other side if we get ten thousand subscribers in a year you have to shave wta okay i'll do the other side of your head okay (laughs) i'll do it i'll do it oh Um, all right all right challenge he he accepted the challenge so ten thousand subscribers (laughs) maybe we should lower that uh we'll do nine (laughs) thousand Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, starting off sponsors. Um, so my haircut was actually um, with the help of InStyle in Christiansburg. So InStyle is a local owned and operated hair and beauty salon in Christiansburg, Virginia. Uh, they have four experienced stylists to get your hair exactly the way you want <laughs> That is true. They did exactly <laughs> what you wanted. Yeah. Um, In fact, another place, we won't mention their name, but they didn't even want to do it, right? This was the uh, second place you had to go to. No, I, I only went to one place. And the one place that I did go to, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next sponsor is Thomas English Muffins. Quite possibly the best muffs on the market today. So... A little bit of backstory. I used to eat a lot of frozen, uh, we'll say like chicken products, like chicken patties and dino nuggies. But my new year resolution was to cut out all frozen foods, even vegetables. He's on a <laughs> I'm on a no frozen food, food diet. diet. <laughs> so every morning I make an egg sandy, aka sandwich. And on this sandwich, I have two eggs. I'll give you the whole recipe right now. It's called the Mason Delight. It's two egg. It's very important. You you put them on the pan. Uh, you lube up the pan with oil first. Then you put the two eggs in. Then you put in Cholula hot sauce. Make sure it's the green stuff. Then you put a little bit of pepper. Then flip it over. Put a piece of cheddar cheese on there. While you're cooking that, have an English muffin in the toaster. Uh, and and anyway, and then you just you know put it all together. Bada bing, bada boom. But so yeah, that's my diet every morning. And so. Sometimes Food Lion, shout out to Food Lion, they have a special deal where you can get like, instead of the original price of $4.49, it'll go down to like $1.79, which they are definitely losing money on. And so I buy five at a time and freeze them. So yeah, you get basically one, you get like three for the price of one, basically. So, and Alex has also been starting to enjoy the muff life. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been eating a bunch of them. I'm like, yesterday I had three Mason Delights. <laughs> Probably not healthy for any human, but. Uh... <laughs> um, well, it was after my round of golf. And so I was really hungry. And so, but actually yesterday with my Mason Delight, I I put the the muffin, the egg. And so I haven't, been, I don't have cheese. And so so yesterday I put like um like deli roast beef on it. Ooh. And, um and then like Cholula and pepper. Dang, but you yeah. didn't tell me about the roast beef. Yeah, that was a that was a good combo. Yeah, I might have to try that. I might have to alter the the recipe. Mm-hmm. 
So the next sponsor is, of course, our boy, Badlands Chugs. Uh, this is week three of trying to get noticed. I don't even know how he would notice because we don't tag him at all. <laughs> we sent him we sent him that dm <laughs> the one dm like three weeks ago um maybe we should tag him in all of our stuff yeah all right we'll do that we'll start tagging him and everything but badlands chugs i still watch him repeatedly i watched a video last night where he brushed his teeth and then chugged an entire uh you know family-sized tropicana orange juice which is a deadly combo but he did it i was proud of him Anyway, he's my idol, and so he. This is week three of shouting out Badlands Chugs. Hopefully, he'll notice us. Wow! And so the final. <laughs> see, I, why do you hate him? I'm just like, wow, you just really love him. I do. He's he's my role model in life. The <laughs> role. <laughs> um. Anyway, speaking of role model, we have one more sponsor. And yeah. I can't believe he actually sponsored this episode. But you guys know him as Giannis. Uh, Antelope, cantaloupe. Ante, uh, ante t- Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Anti, anti M. Anti Antetokounmpo. Giannis. <laughs> Giannis, the famous MVP All Star, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah. Tell them how you didn't know that. <laughs> okay, all right. Come on now. You don't have to flame me like that. Listen, I, I, I don't pretend to know. Okay, I do pretend to know a lot about basketball, but. I I've heard Giannis's name before. I just didn't know what he was about, but the reason he's a sponsor for this video is I saw him on Instagram on one of those random videos you see, and he was at a signing, you know, how people celebs like sign stuff. This was pre COVID and he was, you know, signing autographs and this girl came up and like handed him some artwork she did of him and you know, he was so cool about it. He went he went around the table and went to go hug her. It was a great moment, man. It brought a tear to my eye. Wow. I haven't cried in weeks until that video. And then I just started bawling. Uh, but so, anyway, bawling, get it? <laughs> just like a baller. So inspirational. We were both balling, baby. Huh? That's a, that was so inspirational. It was. I wanted to be that girl. I wanted Dang. to be a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Melikaliki Maka artwork. <laughs> anyway, Giannis, and why does it have Mason is a fake fan in the notes? Because remember, I was like, "Oh, did you know he was the uh, the uh, All Star um, MVP from this past weekend?" You're like, "No." All right, you know what? A, a person should not be judged by how many Super Bowl rings they have or how many uh, basketball trophies they have. This, all this, right, this goes to my debate of how. You try to talk basketball with me, and it. I'm just like Mason. You're a fake NBA fan. I'm literally not. You know what? You know what I do know for a fact. Steph what? Curry's trash. <laughs> Silence on the other end. I think he left. I I, I think he left the Zoom meeting. I <laughs> uh... right, we're are we finally done with sponsors? I feel like that's going to be the longest segment. Yes, we're we're done with sponsors. <laughs> so we can actually move on to the where's the action. Uh, wow. All right. So movie. this movie, Edge of Tomorrow, came out in 2014, question mark. Yep, yeah. 2014. 2014, baby. Golden year for cinema. Uh this movie came out 
And it was, you know, I had a modest box office, but the main draw is the the characters. Uh, so there's one character played by Tom Cruise. He's a legend. Uh, his name is Bill Cage. Uh, can we call him Cage? Because it's cooler sounding than Bill. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, yeah, that's how I put in the notes, just Cage. Should I say what you called Emily Blunt's character? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> So Emily Blunt also plays a pivotal role in this movie, and her name was Rita. Um, she's a very hardened warrior, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So basically, the whole premise of this movie is aliens have invaded Earth. And so, you know, there's been so the beginning shows like newscasts of like meteors falling into Germany and France. It's mostly in Europe. That's where they land, which is a funny thing, because usually uh, movies like this the aliens always land in America. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. It's, I thought it's it was always, in, it's always like, Oh, the, the, the oh, world, California, gold. the world is ending. <laughs> and it's literally just <laughs> and America. It, and, it, and it's always like, Oh, the president is saying something like on the newscast. of like, Oh, UFO has like struck. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's always, <laughs> so it was refreshing to see a different take. So now it's in Europe. Uh, I yep. think most of the action is in France, Germany, and London. Mm-hmm. And so, there's this public relations general named Bill Cage, Tom Cruise. He is basically like the poster boy for like, oh, okay, well, if our soldiers were smart, they would go this route. You know, he's kind of a strategist. He's all on the news and stuff. And so the general of the London forces, he calls Bill Cage into his office and he's like, yeah, you know what? You're going to go to the front lines. And Cage is like, "Uh, no, I'm not. I I don't think I want to do that. And it's interesting to see Tom Cruise play almost as coward, I would say, mm-hmm. because usually Tom Cruise, you know, he's famous for like Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. And he's he plays a very different role in this movie, which I appreciated. Um, and so anyway, so Cage was basically like, no, I'm not. You can't do that. And the general's like, yeah, I can blah, blah, blah. And then Cage tries to run away and then he gets tased and gets knocked out. He wakes up on a pile of ba- army bags on an army base in London. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of where this scene is pivotal because it kind of drives most of the movie. Um, so, yeah, he wakes up in this army base and he's shown around. He meets this general, General uh, Farrell. He has a very thick southern accent and they're walking around. And, um, yeah, they meet this squad called the J Squad or something. So pretty, uh, pretty cool. I mean, they're kind of tertiary characters. And when I say that, I mean, they're just kind of there. They're, they're expendables, uh, so to speak. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, I, I, I was about to say, like, the characters uh, besides Cage and uh, Rita, um, they're kind of just like very minimal supporting cast. They're kind of like there to help with the plot, I would say, kind of just slightly. <laughs> Well, in which honestly, I don't think they needed to be fleshed out as much because right. it also shows kind of like war, you know, there are you know, millions of soldiers and stuff. So like they're all they're just kind of there. So mm-hmm. I think um, you didn't really need to go into the details of the J squad, but they do play an important <laughs> part later on. They do, um, they do. But yeah, basically. So now they so Cage is now enlisted to fight this big battle tomorrow on this beach. Um, and their whole 
it's it's set in the near future, I think, because they have these what's called mech suits. They kind of reminded me of the suits they used in Avatar, the blue people one. Uh, uh, right? I well, I I haven't seen Avatar <laughs> actually. No, I. Uh, you um, don't need to actually. It's not a good movie. Um, but I mean, so those suits, they're not like fully robot. Like you don't turn into fully a robot. It's kind of like it's armor. It's it's armor. it's an yeah, armor. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, but like when I saw it, I saw like a resemblance to like Call of Duty, um, Advanced Warfare. So if any listeners have played that game, um, like oh. because that in that game, like you're it's it's like the sci-fi version of one of the Call of Duty games, and so you have like this suit that lets you like like super jump and like slide around and stuff it's it's pretty cool oh and then like if you punch someone they like go flying <laughs> oh yeah like these suits are no joke like they can yeah, like yeah. can punch cars and do mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff but they need these suits to combat these aliens which we have yet to see yet even mm-hmm. in the newscast at the beginning they don't show the aliens they kind of pull like a jaws approach mm-hmm. where they don't show the shark until later on uh, which i think benefits it uh, that it's just like the buildup um, throughout this whole beginning section is really good as far as like cage, because he he's never, he's not combat ready. No, he hasn't not. fought before. Yeah. Cause he has like that. He has like, um, it said in the beginning of the movie where he said like, he doesn't do anything combat wise. Right. Right. Even though he's a, a major or something like that. Right. Maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So he's a deserter basically. And so it, it, you know, there's a lot of dialogue in between. He's just like, no, I don't want to go. Uh, the, uh, the J squad's kind of mad, rude to him because he's a coward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they suit up in these mech suits and they get on this plane and they're flying towards the battle. Well, the first thing is Cage doesn't even know how to turn the safety off his gun. Oh, yeah. And nobody tells him either. Nobody tells him. He's like, I don't know why. Do they not want to win? Like, they... <laughs> I really, I, I didn't get that. I mean, I get being rude to him, but still, like, I would at least tell him where the safety is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so they're all lined up in this plane and they're all about to drop. And so you ever mm-hmm. go to like a water park, like Jolly Roger or something, and, you, and there's the aqua loop. Have you ever done that? I haven't. But... Oh, it's that's put that on your bucket list. So basically, what it is, you stand on this platform, right? Mm-hmm. And the platform kind of go like drops, it goes away. So you're just free falling. And then you're in this water slide and you loop around. It's pretty fun. So it's all about the momentum of your own body just free falling. That's yeah. what this reminded me of because mm-hmm. the plane, the the section below their feet gives way so now they're just you know if they were to release their switches they would just fall free fall Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of the setup of the plane and so cage is like oh where's my where's my uh safety i still don't know how to do it and then all of a sudden the the plane explodes the front end of the plane explodes and then the you know there's still people in there so they like release release and so they all release down um i know i'm talking a lot but it's it's so good it was Um, (laughs) <laughs> when i first saw that i was like what is happening because like the like when it gets like shot and then 
the, the sergeant is like super close to the explosion, but he doesn't like flinch or anything. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, because because he's a main character. Come on now. <laughs> it's movie 101. They can't die. Well, they so, can, but <laughs> so one gets like one guy gets like blasted off. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's so it, yeah. it, it the shots in it make you feel like you're in the plane kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, I felt very I on edge because like the camera would like show people just dropping and then immediately dying. Like they would hit the propeller or something mm-hmm. or they would get shot out of the air. Yeah. Um, so it was really a really good scene. And then, so yeah, so then cage finally lands on the beach. He doesn't freaking know what he's doing. Um, he's just kind of walking around and it almost reminds me, I mean, it's literally like saving private Ryan, like the, just the, the Normandy scene where they're all storming the beach. I mean, it's the, it's basically the same thing except replace, uh, you know, the Germans and stuff with aliens. Uh, so we finally get to see the aliens. The aliens look like they, how would you describe? I, I, it's like Venom had a had a baby with like a spider and the jet engine mixed together. That, um, would, that would be how I describe, you know, Venom from uh, Spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would describe them like, I don't know, I, I said they had like, tentacles so they're like all like slimy looking but then like kind of like metal were they like metal ish i they had the appearance of metal i don't think they were though uh okay because i was to say they kind of look like a a a transformer but Uh, all hmm. one of the newer ones yeah right right yeah they they did kind of look like that they looked very metallic but they were fast too oh yeah they're like jumping all over the place and then like coming from underground and like grabbing people <laughs> oh yeah they they show no mercy yeah they were they, they were, were the all... lions and the humans were the gazelles mm-hmm. it was cool though because they were like coming from underground and then they were grabbing them and then chucking them all over the place um and it, it was just like oh surprise attack <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so basically this leads to the first action scene which is the beach scene um mm-hmm. so the j squad some of them survive some of them the, the, there's a there's a bigger guy and he's like we made it on the beach and then uh a plane just kind of <laughs> falls yeah, out of the sky on him, crashes yeah. on him <laughs> oh he i was like dang he was short-lived <laughs> i know R- ripping ripping rest um but anyway so cage sees that and he's just kind of like disoriented because yeah. he's never been in combat before and here he's dropped into like the arguably the the most uh combative battle in the whole in the whole alien war um and so yeah so j squad and cage meet up again and they meet in this like whole i don't want to say whole it looks like a uh an, a crater impact but not huge you know what i mean yeah just kind of like so it's it's like a dune type situation mm-hmm. yep um and so they meet up there and they're talking for a little bit cage is like oh i still don't know how to do my safety or whatever <laughs> and so um so basically these aliens they breathe like th- there's a, a little bit of color inside their mouth it's almost like there's a light source from inside of the alien oh yeah um, they're and, like orange yeah so those are orange yeah. and the orange alien like wipes out basically all of the j squad right yep mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of shooting and disorientation um and then, so somehow the orange one dies. If oh, I'm remembering yeah, correctly, because because um, Page after he like uh, 
gets like thrown around or whatever and like the whole team is like dead he he like keeps pushing the buttons on his suit to finally get the safety to turn off um so then he's able to like actually shoot uh the the guns on his on his suit and kill the the mimic that was like tossing everybody around oh yeah that's right they're called mimics yeah yeah that's what they're called the aliens um so yeah so the that mimic dies which even Mm -hmm. like one of the orange ones they're still very uh nefarious like it's very hard to kill them Mm -hmm. because they're so fast and like they they almost anticipate your moves and what you know you can't know where they're going you have to know yeah you have to know like everything about them and Mm so um but yeah so he kills that mimic and then there's another mimic that's much bigger than that mimic and he looks freaking top dog like alpha that's actually what they're called um Mm -hmm. which is later revealed but so this this alpha one he instead of orange he has a blue tint right uh to him and he's much like beefier he's like he's he's like thick he's he's, yeah he is thick (laughs) (laughs) he's like if three mimics join together Mm -hmm. and this is like a super mimic Mm -hmm. um wait wait did did this one like do the alphas don't they have like a face and then the uh the mimics don't yeah so you notice that alphas do have eyes yeah 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 yeah. but the other see the thing is that the aliens move so fast it's hard to like get a (laughs) grasp on what exactly they look like it just looks like a lot of tentacles moving around and slashing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the alpha does have a face, so they kind of have more character to them, uh, yeah. but not not too much. Uh, but I, I just, I like the alien design before we move on. I really do think that they did a good job with that. Even the CGI was amazing. Mm-hmm. I know the movie came out in 2014, which is still new to me, but I mean, it, it, it still holds up. It's excellent. Um, so anyway, this alpha looks at cage and he starts you know he's about to kill him well cage has this what would you call it like a kamikaze pack on on his front um the front of the suit has like this bomb attached to it so well i thought it was was like his one of the members in the j group then they attach it onto their suit it wasn't i don't think it was on cage was it i think it was i think every suit had one Uh, it's like some type of kamikaze bomb Oh, okay. so like if you were in cage's situation where you were about to die might as well go out with a bang mm-hmm. so so as soon as the alpha tries to attack cage cage sets off this bomb well the alpha explodes but when the alpha explodes the blood of the alpha seeps onto cage and like his face rots away and his eyes yeah. turn completely black that was kind of cool to watch. I was like, it's dang. also kind of weird to watch because the main character just died 15 minutes into the movie. I was like, wow, that's a quick movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Credits start rolling. Um, exactly. But yeah. yeah, but it was um, it was very cool to watch that. Oh, yeah. And so, was... But yeah, his like whole body melted away. But, mm-hmm. And then it cuts to black. And then we see Cage wake up in the very same spot he woke up on the army base. Um, mm-hmm. So now the premise of the movie kicks in where he basically relives the day. Um, and in order to reset the day, he has to die. So right. that's kind of the main, it's kind of like a groundhog day premise, except they bring it to the next level. Um, have you seen groundhog day? Um, no, I don't think I have. 
So in that, that's like one of the first movies to use this type of concept where the day repeats, except in that one, he just, you know, goes to sleep and wakes up and uh, it's a new day. But this one, they take, they do a complete 180 and he, um, he dies. And so now it resets the day, which I think this might be the, my favorite use of this type of plot device. Um, they don't use it much um, as far as like Hollywood. They don't use this because it can get repetitive. But this movie kind of keeps it fresh. What do you think? Yeah, I I didn't um, fully understand like what just happened. But when the movie progressed, I, I thought it was like pretty cool how it all works out because um, we get to see like various like time after time after time of like the same scene coming. But then like we see Paige getting killed every single time. So like he understands what to do for the attack um, on the beach. Um, so he's able to like plot his strategy for that. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I oh, thought sorry. it was really cool. No, I was just going to say, I thought it was really cool. Cause I was like, how, how is this going to like work? Um, Cause I didn't, I don't think I've seen the trailer of this movie. And so I was like, so I was just like, Oh, this is like a sci-fi movie. It was like good guys versus aliens. But I, I didn't, I really did not expect like I got time loop for this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it's so much more than just a sci-fi movie right. and an action movie. It's like a, it's almost a mystery too because you don't really know how he's able to do this at first. Mm -hmm. And then it's also this is one of the few movies where I legitimately did not know what was going to happen next. I, I don't know if you had that same impression, but I was just like, okay, so if he has to do this day over and over again, how's he gonna? get out i mean we it's safe to assume he does but mm -hmm. it's just like oh how are they gonna handle this i thought that was one of the few movies that's left me like huh you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um, so yeah so then he wakes up a second time he's mm -hmm. very disoriented as <laughs> anyone would be <laughs> um deja vu <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> to a whole new level and uh but yeah so now he's kind of like the people say the same things they said to him the day before and it's just very strange how this happens. Um, and so he ha eventually he has to go into battle again. Mm -hmm. And this time he goes into battle and he sees Rita, who has been mentioned before, but not seen. So she's kind of this warrior who um, she's very good at what she does, uh, killing right. these mimics. And it's unclear at first why she's so good, but she's like a, she's this legendary war hero. There's a battle before this one called the battle of Verdun. Um, and so they call her the angel of Verdun, which is kind of a neat thing. But mm -hmm. so, yeah. And so he sees cage sees Rita on the, on the battlefield, the same battlefield on the same day that he had just lived, except this time they meet and he saves, he saves her, but, at the cost of his own life right so he huh i was about to say yeah that's right um uh, this is like the very first scene right and then uh after he saves her isn't he's like unable to move right and then she steals ammo from him is that right yep okay <laughs> and then uh, yeah so she steals ammo from him and then a mimic comes up behind him and finishes him off and then he wakes yeah, up again exactly <laughs> So he starts to formulate this plan. He's like, okay, if she's so good at, you know, fighting these mimics, maybe I can meet with her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I save her on the field again, hopefully we can escape. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so he lives the day again. He goes through the same training, the boot camp uh, mm-hmm. at the army base. He meets the J squad again. He gets suited up again. Then he goes to the beach again. Same battle. Um, and so then he saves Rita. And, you know, she says she he tells her, doesn't he tell her like, oh, I've been in this day before. Yeah. Yeah. He says he says something along the lines. Um, Cause he he's like telling her where to go and he's like hey we need to go this way or something like that right yeah um, and so she's kind of confused and then she says then, find me when you wake up yeah which uh, did that was, throw you for a loop oh yeah you that kind of i was like i was like what find me when you wake <laughs> up i was like he's already he's he's alive right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like why would she say that and okay Mm. so then you know he eventually dies because this this battle is is very like there's no way of winning it on that battlefield for the humans um so he dies again uh i forget where i think he you know he probably just gets shot or mimicked again yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he gets killed by a mimic, and so this and it just restarts the whole wake up scene. Uh, right. So this time, when he wakes up, he has a clear direction. He needs to find Rita before they go to the battlefield. Um, mm-hmm. And so he eventually finds her. She's training in this room. It reminded me of uh, what's that? Real Steel is that the movie? With the oh movie? yeah, it the, reminded the me of movie. yeah. yeah. It reminded me of one of those like type of arenas where it's like a lot of robotic spinny mm-hmm. arms and you have to like train. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but that is that... like, well, it's just like a shooting range, but and yeah, then it basically. just had like the spinning robots like going all over the place. <laughs> yeah. They came from the ceiling and like they kind of spun around and she had to chop them. Her weapon of choice, by the way, is a sword. Yeah. Uh, it looked like one of those like anime swords from Super Smash Brothers. That's what it reminded me of. What do you think? Um, I thought the sword was like, uh, what did it remind me of? Um, oh, it reminded me of like, um, well, you you haven't seen Naruto, but like one of the characters has like this big sword. Um, his name is Zabuza. Oh, Zabuza. Yeah. Why didn't you say so? <laughs> I don't think you would know. Zabuza. Who. I like that name, though. Um, and he has this giant sword. It was, it's pretty cool. It's like it's like twice the size of him. But like but the, the sword that she uses is like normal size. But it kind of just reminded me of like, oh, I'm just going to fling the sword around and just kill everyone. <laughs> yeah it's pretty pretty unstoppable if you know how to use it yeah so yeah so cage meets up with rita and she's like what what are you doing here do i have something on my face face?" (laughs) (laughs) it's a repeated line because every day when the day resets he has to do the same thing exactly because the other people don't know that the day reset that's Mm -hmm. a very important detail but anyway so they meet up he's like yeah i talk to you tomorrow on the beach and you said, find me when you Don't wake up. Yeah. I was wondering what that meant. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, come with me. And they meet up with this like scientist guy. And so the scientist guy kind of, he, he's the exposition dump where he, he reveals all of what's going on. So basically in a nutshell, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
these mimics have an omega, the omega is kind of like the power source, right? Yeah. So the way how we described it was the omega is the brain and then the alphas are like the nervous system. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So yeah. if you kill one of the alphas, you get their power. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the omega doesn't the omega knows that you have the power. So right, the, right. so the mimics have the power of manipulating time. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the um, the mimics are so good at fighting the humans because they already know what's going to happen. But now that Cage has their power, they can use that power against them to find the Omega because eventually he's supposed to get visions of where the Omega is. Mm-hmm. And so then they can take out the Omega and destroy the other mimics. Right. Um, so that's kind of what is revealed. Another thing that's revealed is that Rita also went through the exact same thing. Oh yeah. I was going to say she's, she, she has this line. She was like, I had it, but then I lost it. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. how'd she lose it oh we're about to tell you so yeah. basically there is one rule to this power or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it you cannot lose your blood so it's in your bloodstream but let's say you were in a car accident wink wink or if you were in some type of other situation where you needed to go to the hospital and change your blood that would be where um so if you got a, like a blood transfusion then the power is gone. You can't live. You can't repeat the day after that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how she lost it. She was in battle and she got taken to the hospital and they changed her blood, but she knows exactly what uh, cage is going through, which is an interesting dynamic um, throughout the whole movie. And so it's, it's strange. It's, it's an, it's like a very rare thing. So like people are like, Oh, well, what if, you know, why, why don't more people have this power? Well, that's because the alphas, are one in 6.18 million mimics Uh, so it's very rare to actually come across one and then kill it and Mm. then get their power so that's why only a few people have it or have had it Um, so yeah so they basically say yeah the enemy who knows the future can't lose and so now they have to find the omega and destroy it in order to win this war they can't win the war on the beach right Um, but, so, so yeah, that's now we have a clear direction as to what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, so now Cage has to wake up and start training, which gets some some really uh, interesting training scenes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was supposed to say they so after they like discuss about what is happening with Cage, they start like intense training. And so we have scenes of him getting beat up by like the training robots and so like they like knock him around and like breaks his bones and then (laughs) (laughs) rita (laughs) rita has to like go up and shoot him every single time so like he's like no 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 wait 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 i can still (laughs) she pops a cap in him yeah yeah um so but and then overall like he he starts training and gets better and develops like his combat skills which he doesn't have and so that comes into play uh, throughout the movie. And so uh, after, I, I don't know how many times, but after so many times he, he dies, he finally has a dream to where, um, where the Omega could possibly be. Um, the, the first location, right? It, it was shown, it was in a, it was like in a, 
the dam in Germany. Is that right? Uh, it. I think it was Germany, either that or Russia. But I mean, okay. it, it, it's just very snowy and mm-hmm. dammy. <laughs> <laughs> and then so after that, he he's able to uh, tell Rita and the other scientists. He was like, oh, it's in Germany, blah, blah, blah. And it's located here. We got to go here. Um, and then they make a strategy to go over there, right? Yeah. And so, but they still have to get off the battlefield. Of oh, the yeah, that's right. That's right. To get to this place. So they have to train like every day. It, it gets, he, he does this so many times. He's like, okay, step three paces this way and then oh, dodge yeah, yeah. to the left. Like mm-hmm. it's that specific. But they soon begin to realize that, you know, there's hardly any way out. And he gets, you know, upset. And, and also another thing too, he has to watch Rita die basically every time they go on the battlefield. Oh yeah. And so I don't know how he manages to carry that baggage throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. but that would, that would, you know, scar me for life. Mm-hmm. I mean, to watch this person that you get to know so closely die, it's, it's uh, I'm sure that had a toll on him. Um, so, yeah, but you know, long story short, they do make it off. But in the meantime, we get a lot of cool action scenes with a lot of shooting, uh cage now knows how to use these automatic guns on the back of his mech suit there are two. Oh yeah that was cool and they're kind of like auto aim i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so they target the mimics and they shoot them it's, it's really good he also starts like, like punching and uh the mimics uh don't stand a chance really <laughs> he's like he's a freaking tank um the so the guns in the back of the suit reminded me of like oh hold up um, so the guns in the back of the suit reminded me of like Power Rangers. I don't know if 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 you watch like this couple series where oh, yeah. like they oh, like get yeah. those big suits and then they have like those guns on the back of them. <laughs> the Zords, <laughs> the Mega Zords. <laughs> well, it's yeah. just like when like I I think it's just like the Red Ranger when he gets like this special suit like he like becomes super strong and then he has like these guns and it's like wow. Wow, maybe we're watching Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it it does look pretty cool on uh on Tom Cruise though. Yeah, yeah, it's really mm-hmm. cool. So now he's learned how to use that, and through his constant training day after day, mm-hmm. um, he manages to be really good at fighting. Um, which is also a a slept on point in this movie. How he you know starts off as this coward, and now he's this war hero. Mm-hmm. So he's basically a one man army at this point. But he still has Rita by his side. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so basically they manage to escape the battlefield, right? Yep. Yeah. And so then it leads. So they somehow, I don't know how, but they get to this like trailer park with a carousel in it. Not really sure what's going on there. It's like an old decrepit. Nobody lives there anymore. Obviously, the aliens kind of took over. Um, but they they see this trailer park and you know they have to they have to get in this minivan. He's like, okay, we've been here before, and you know we've tried every car except this one. Mm-hmm. And so they that's another thing I like about this movie. They don't show like the fluff. Like he's he's repeated the day hundreds and hundreds of times, but it doesn't have to show us the like them testing every car. You know that he can just say oh, we've done this, you know, hundreds of times and this is the only car we haven't tried. I think that's a really clever way to move the plot forward um, without Mm -hmm. kind of bogging it down in unnecessary scenes. 
So that definitely definitely raised the the score in my book. Um, yeah, I, I liked how he well the scene he was like, well you got to remember, uh, I take this car and then you take that car. Now remember you have to um, disconnect the trailer that was on the van, but she eventually does not. <laughs> right, classic uh, reader. But he was like, you're going to be like all worked up and you're going to forget. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's kind of cool. He like relived the moment. He's like, yeah, oh, I mean, just he's, remember to do this. Remember to do that. <laughs> right. I mean, he's done it so many times, but uh-huh. we know that he's done it so many times. This is one of the few examples where like words are better than actions, in my opinion, just because it shows how how smart he is and how strategical he's gotten throughout mm-hmm. all of these different uh, times. He's done the same thing over and over. So I really like how they add those that those pieces of dialogue in there Mm -hmm. um so eventually they get in this minivan and they have to go quick because cage knows that if they don't get out of there quick there's going to be an ambush right and so so uh rita drives this minivan and she doesn't unhook this trailer onto it you ever see those like mini rvs that you tow yeah it's kind of what yeah it's 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 just a big trailer (laughs) it's kind of what this is on a minivan (laughs) there's like a mimic in it right yeah it so didn't they come start, out of so, like so it didn't start, ambush it it was just like actually in the in the in the um in the trailer thing right well yeah so they start driving <laughs> through the trailer park you know la dee la dee da and then yeah. they're driving on the road <laughs> and this, this mimic just pops out the back like surprise <laughs> surprise shawty and the um and then so cage has to like you know, go through the sun. He goes through the sunroof, right? Or he just yeah, shoots he, out the back window and just he you goes know, through shoots. the sunroof and then he has the guns off like his back and he like blows up the mimic and yeah. and eventually the the trailer does like blow up as well because he's yeah it falls off like uh, I think Rita kind of like swerves the car a little bit so right, the, right. The, it falls off yeah but mm-hmm. it, it was very um surprising to see that mimic just pop out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so the, it's they're driving. Um, and in this scene, we get uh, some good dialogue between the two of them, because in this scene, they can just kind of breathe. You know, this is the farthest they've gotten um, so far that we know of. And so they're kind of like talking and it's 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 very this scene was like, I don't know, it just really touched me because here we have Cage who knows everything about Rita because they've been through things so many times. And then Rita knows nothing about Cage. So it kind of creates this weird dynamic, oh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine that, but it, it just kind of works. <laughs> I don't know. They right. just start talking and like, yeah, I know your middle name. I know like he knows like all these little details and she's like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I thought that was a really good, like just a breather scene from all uh-huh. the, cause it's nonstop action. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. Like once the day repeats is, you know, you're on the beach so many times and he's just, killing and shooting these mimics and people are blowing up beside him but now mm-hmm. we're in this minivan just driving down the country road and it's just kind of calming i don't know mm-hmm. and then eventually like they go to like this uh or i think they run out of gas right and then so they yeah. have to like um set up forts in, in like this house that they somehow also find a helicopter or was it a helicopter? Conven- oh yeah, it's a helicopter conveniently parked <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we found our next ride." 
<laughs> but uh, my thing is, so I think I have a theory. I think Cage knew it. Uh, okay. I think he knew that the helicopter was there at that particular house. Because just because it doesn't show how many times he's been through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he definitely. I think he knew that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now they're at this old decrepit farmhouse, and they start talking again. You know, he makes her coffee, and he Ooh. develops a strong bond with Rita. Yeah. And except for Rita, it resets every day. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have the same bond that he does, which I, I, I thought you would have more to say about the whole romance thing than I uh, do. Well, I was, I was about to say, like, during that scene, well, one scene, she was like, she's like um, injured. And so she, he, Cage heals, like, patches her up and whatever. And like, when they're drinking coffee, uh, Cage remembers, like, uh, she likes sugar in her coffee, and I was like, "Ah, good man, good man." <laughs> Three sugars, just like me. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that kind of reminded me of you. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, <laughs> three packs of sugar, lots of sugar, huh?" Three packs of sugar and like 0.2 cubic liters of coffee. <laughs> yeah, and so, but but then it like, and from that scene, she's like, she's like, "Wait, how'd you know I I like sugar?" And he oh was like, yeah, the scene like, was rough. He was like, "Oh," and then she's like, "You've been here before." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> And she's like, "Out that." <laughs> she's like, "What are we doing? Waiting around? We gotta go. We gotta go." Um, and so... yeah, and yeah, he basically describes to her. So they were looking for the helicopter keys this whole time. Well, it turns mm-hmm. out Cage has them. Yeah, he tells he tells her he's like. I've been through this scenario every time and you don't make it out alive. Right. And she's like, I don't care. Just let's get in the helicopter, blah, blah, blah. And so she gets, he gives her the keys and she gets in. And um, before she starts it up, he says, I wish I didn't know you, but I do. And (laughs) dang, what a, what a good line. Yeah. Like he, she knows nothing about this guy, but he knows every little detail about her. And that, that just, that gets you in the feels, man. Uh, um, um, so yeah so eventually she starts up the helicopter and he f- tries to fly it or no she tries to fly it right yeah so um so now because like she's so aggravated she's like give me the keys and so she gets the keys and he just like if like when you start flying that if you start the engine you're going to die um and she was like she's like oh i don't care and so she um gets onto the plane or helicopter and she starts like hovering up without cage and then we get to see i, I think it was i can't remember if it was the alpha or just a regular no, no it was it was just a regular mimic okay so yeah mimics start coming out of nowhere and like they jump into the helicopter and this is like a very good action scene where the the helicopter starts spinning all over the place and, uh, and, it's... Event- and eventually like crashes into the house <laughs> Yeah, and um, like uh, Cage gets launched through a brick wall. Like oh, yeah, he's on yeah, top yeah. of an, an old car, and the car mm-hmm. gets thrown through the wall. But the impact makes Cage go through the wall first. So he mm-hmm. takes a brick wall brawl dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I thought that so, was really good. And of course, Tom Cruise did his own stunts. So, yeah. I mean, and so it, it's just all the more impressive. It, it, and there's no CGI except the mimic, obviously. But right, right. Um, no, but I, I really thought that scene was really cool. Um, 
just how the the whole cinematography of the helicopter just crashing into the house that was right i I was just like whoa (laughs) yeah and i'm glad you talked about cinematography because the whole movie it looks good like you know what's going it's no like shaky cam it's Uh no um like you don't can't really tell what's going on you know exactly what's going on because the shots are so uh well set up Mm -hmm. um especially the farmhouse scene right Um, oh and then what was cool about this scene so after page gets like yeeted um he doesn't have a gun so he, he like uses it he has a an axe he just i was finds. gonna mention that <laughs> he finds an axe that's just laying around and then he kills the mimic um that was there with the axe i thought it was just, that was really cool um, yeah it, it that was very um <laughs> <laughs> so cool man it was exactly what i wanted to see and yeah. so um but yeah so he kills this mimic and you know rita is dying yet again but this time so they they show Rita dying before this, like on the beach and stuff. But right. this one hits different. I don't know what yeah. it is about it, but this one kind of like he this one impacts Cage the most, um, because eventually you know she's dying. She's like, my middle name is Rose, <laughs> and you know Cage is like, oh, she told me her middle name. We're meant to be. Um, <laughs> And so, but yeah, I thought this one, I don't know, this scene just be hitting different. It's its mm-hmm. not as action-packed as the other, like, beach scene because there's less people and less stuff going on. Right. Um, but it, it somehow feels more real. Like, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so the day resets, obviously. Wait, does it reset? Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, be, oh, because another mimic show, comes. Yeah, it doesn't show, like, how he dies, but because Rose is dead, or not Rose, Rita, um, Rita Rose is dead now. Um, they just restart the day again. Um, this goes but this to... time, yeah. So now, this time, Cage decides to go it alone. Yeah, he goes Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes sicko mode now. So, um, so yeah, so he does the whole day over again. But he's so good. He doesn't. Re- he doesn't want Rita to die again. Yeah. Um, and so he eventually goes to the spot where the Omega is, or supposedly is. It's supposed um, to be, but it's not, correct? He like goes there. Right. It's a it's a it's a red herring. So basically, mm-hmm. um, there's an alpha there, and there's a, a like you know two or three other mimics there. This old dingy like it's inside of a dam, mm-hmm. um, and it's like just very dark and grimy. Um, but yeah, so the alpha cuts his hand open and mm-hmm. I think, so what I took from this is that the mimics and the alpha especially wanted to take away the power that he got from them. Yeah. I don't know if you got the same thing, I, like I he doesn't so kill, the alpha doesn't kill him. He shows restraint a lot. Um, yeah, he, he just like, kind of stands there and wait in waits till he bleeds out because mm-hmm. I think if he bleeds out, then that means the power's gone. Um, but eventually, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how we get back to the. <laughs> well, they uh, just reset. Like he bleeds out, but then, um, like yeah, the the mimics and the alpha don't really like hack him, right? They just like hit, like cuts him, and then he like bleeds out. But he's able to like restart the day, um, and then now 
he meets up with the uh oh yeah that's right because he meets up with the scientist again yeah he was like Rita, because yeah, he, he knows was like that's like, not the right location yeah and they're like what <laughs> they're like who are you <laughs> because they reset so they don't they're know like, who how do you know i was like i was there <laughs> <laughs> but um he's like yeah you have two fingers behind your black back uh mm-hmm. you're you know your middle name is whatever you know just mm-hmm. like he he says little details so people know like okay maybe he has been through this before exactly which is i i those are like some of my favorite lines when he knows people better mm-hmm. than they think he knows them um but anyway so basically this is kind of where the movie kind of like slows down a bit so now cage and rita have to go to the the general's office where cage's journey started at the beginning of this movie um and they have to get this special gadget that the general has in the safe. It's unclear as to, I think once he, in, once Cage injects himself with this gadget, he's allowed to see the real Omega spot. Right. Um, so long story short, this scene kind of lasts a little longer than I would have liked, but um, they eventually get it. And, but now Rita and Cage are on the run from the general's forces because they basically stole this gadget um, mm-hmm. But Cage puts it in, his eyes turn black again, and he starts to see the Omega, which is now the the real spot is at the underground under the Louvre, which is the French art gallery. And um, it's under the glass prism on the outside in the courtyard. I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool locale for it. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's very iconic. So anyway, so then um, they're trying to escape the generals. You know, they're in this parking garage and then they get out of the parking garage. They're going fast and furious. Yeah, they were Tokyo she, drifting around. She, those yeah, turns. I was about to say that? she was um she was like drifting around the parking lot. I was like, I was like, dang, Letty, <laughs> Letty, <laughs> Letty 2.0. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now they're kind of oh. like driving around, and the general's henchmen, I guess you can call them. I guess they're just regular army people. Mm-hmm. Um, they have mech suits too. Oh and yeah, so they one like Hulk smashes the front of the car. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're injured uh both rita and cage they get taken to a hospital well guess what happens cage loses his blood therefore losing the power yeah. so now the stakes are really high because if he dies this time it's final the day doesn't reset mm-hmm. um that's what i liked about this final scene is that when they you know there's more stakes to it because before it's like okay he can just reset as many times as he wants but mm-hmm. now this is like real life or death. So it kind of adds another layer of urgency to it. Um, I don't know what you thought about it, but I, yeah, I, I, I liked the scene cause it was, it, it all came together where um, after he got into the, the car, the car crash um, and he wakes up, it, it's not like he's, he's waking up, but it's not like the day restarting. And so we're like, Oh, you yeah, like, <laughs> uh, like things that are turning now. Um, and so he like wakes up in the hospital bed, uh, and we get to see like blood is like getting um pumped into him, and so now he doesn't have he's like, the... What did you do to me? Yeah, this yeah, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> so now he doesn't have the alpha blood. Um, but so basically, now he has no more lives, or he has one, one life, yeah, this is his life. final life, exactly. Um, so yeah, so Rita and him meet back up and long story short, there's a lot of, you know, kind of like persuasiveness from Cage and Rita. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but basically they recruit J squad to help them get to the Louvre Mm -hmm. um, to defeat Omega, uh, which I thought, I thought was really cool how they brought them back in um, because they're still alive at this point because they haven't gone to the, the battle yet. And so, so they bring the J squad in one of those same planes they use at the beginning with mm-hmm. where the, the floor opens up. Um, but they are about to land when the same thing happens again, their plane blows up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's like one casualty. I don't know how many people total. I think they're like eight or nine, um, but they eventually like crash land and the, the whole it's weird because like the whole place is flooded and there are just random cars everywhere. It's very oh, weird to see. It's like a very apocalyptic uh, scene almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they crash and then, um, well, we, we see like one, like one or two of the members like die from, from the, the ship getting shot, but then they crash and then Cage just starts drowning. Right. He, he, um, because it's like they're like in water and so they start drowning and then cage is drowning right and then he eventually gets up and he's like checking out the ship that like got destroyed and then rita comes and surprises him where like they kind of like scare each other (laughs) (laughs) they're like oh that took you forever (laughs) yeah so they're both alive most of j squad's alive and they're like uh, we need to get because they're still really far away from the Louvre. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they can't just walk over there because it's a bunch of water and it would take forever and they would get killed by a mimic. Um, oh, yeah. And so they have to get back in the in the uh, damaged ship, mm-hmm. like make it over there. So like two guys, one of them's like really injured. He's like, I'll stay here as a distraction. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so that happens. So they get back in the ship and this is starts like the, the last kind of action scene. This right. is, it, I mean, it actually doesn't last long. Like that the whole uh... end of the movie goes by very quickly. But um, so Rita is driving the injured plane and I say injured, what, damaged plane. <laughs> injured. Um, yeah. So she drives the damaged plane. She starts driving towards the, the glass prism outside the Louvre. And uh, mm-hmm. Cage is, I think he's hanging from one of the wings. Um, and he's like acting well, he, as like a gunner. Yeah. So like he was like on the side with her, like starting the plane up, and then as they're going, um, like mimic starts to sh- mimic starts to like pop up out of nowhere. Oh and yeah, then they start one, stampeding. One of the J squad people was like like one of the gunner people, but then he eventually like gets killed, and so then Cage replaces his spot and starts gunning the mimics down that's right and you still get the two um other j squad members just like sitting in the water shooting at the mimics Mm -hmm. uh you know because they're approaching them and they eventually kamikaze themselves too yeah which was a good act of valor i think Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that now it's like rita cage and maybe two other people um there's just constant shooting and mayhem uh, this scene was pretty good. Yeah, it didn't really, I liked it. This was this might have been like the weakest part of it for me, mm-hmm. just because it kind of felt oh like generic action sci-fi fight. But it, it, I mean, it was still entertaining nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, so then eventually, like all the other J Squad members kind of die, and Rita crash lands 
into <laughs> this arch that leads into the courtyard of the Louvre. That right. was a pretty that was a pretty cool scene though. Yeah, I it was like the big ship crashing into a building. <laughs> it was like the Titanic against the iceberg. That's <laughs> what it reminded me of. Yeah, they're coming it's, in hot. And so they're like they both get launched, right? <laughs> yeah, they do, they do. And I was like, wow, they survived it. <laughs> yeah, Cage kind of like he, he flushes he, it off. He's like, ah, easy. Yeah, he said we've been through worse and then he cocks a shotgun i'm like bro that's so cool (laughs) um but yeah so before um they go into this so basically the omega's underwater now um, right because the whole place is flooded and so they have one of them has to swim down and blow it up Mm -hmm. um and so rita's like yeah i'll distract them you go blow it up and cage is like i big bet but they have this like tender moment of like it, it, it it's really cool how they handle this because rita was like i wish i knew you better and then they kiss yeah. that but like oh it's so so good man i don't know yeah. just good vibes they're like dang i think i actually really like you <laughs> even after only one day of knowing each other exactly exactly i mean you know if the if the timing's wrong there will be a time later on um hold out hope people <laughs> um so anyway basically uh the, i like i like the very end because you know rita gets killed obviously right she can't live and alpha kills her mm-hmm. because the alpha is guarding this omega um and so but she was the distraction and you know cage dives into this big pool it's very deep and I love the shot here where there's the Omega at the bottom of the screen and then Cage is swimming from the top of the screen down. Did you notice that shot? Yeah, I did. I did. And it, all the while, there's an, huh? Uh, I, I was like, it kind of reminded me of like something Stranger Things. Yeah, I can't remember like what the upside down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so we have so him swimming and he has his... Just keep swimming. Just he has his swimming. like uh, uh, belt of grenades, right? Oh yeah, and so he's swimming, he's swimming, and then the alpha, um, who killed Rita, is mm-hmm. now coming after him. So he catches up. Oh, and then that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I was, I was just gonna say that that was like really scary to see this alpha alien come swimming after him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dang, it was like it was creepy. Um, and so the alpha does catch up to him, and then he like stabs him. I guess in the back oh, yeah he, he stabs his spine yeah, and yeah like because yeah, yeah. and then he like flips over and mm-hmm. the bombs drop from his hand and mm-hmm. you don't think he pulled the pins and then he he smiles at the alpha and he has the pin <laughs> the pins in his hand i'm like bro dude yeah that was that was so cool um and then explosion you have the, the classic the, classic yeah, explosion omega um, like blows up and then uh, we see the alpha blow up. Is that right? Well, yeah. So the Omega kind of looks like an egg sack. Um, yeah. It kind of looks like a blooming onion from uh, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does look like... <laughs> if you opened it up and there's this big sack in the middle, that's it what it looks look like. It does look like a blooming onion. <laughs> <laughs> and so that blows up. Um, and then, yeah. So basically all the alphas and the mimics out there just kind of... They don't blow up. They just kind of like disintegrate almost okay i'd say yeah mm-hmm. they just kind of like malfunction and then they like i don't know they fizzle out yeah um so then the day is saved um 
but you're like, oh, wait a minute. Did Cage die? Uh, but no, apparently when he blew up the Omega, the blood from the Omega got on him again and his eyes turned black again. And you realize, okay, now hold on a minute. That means that he can live one more time. Um, and so I think, so is it, well, I don't know. Does he still have the power? Yeah. I was is it just say, like a one more time type of deal? I was about to say in theory, he has the blood, right? So that means right. he can keep on dying. But then again, if there's now no Omega, does right. it even work? Maybe he is the Omega now. Mm-hmm. So like he kind of manifests that. But that so there is going to be a sequel, I think, and I hope they explore that because it's it's kind of unclear. But the very last scene, man, this will this will put a tear in your eye, bro. So uh, he wakes up, but this time he wakes up in the helicopter that is transporting him to the general's office. So yeah. it was before the army base. So now you're like, okay, things are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was the day before the beach battle, but you know, the mimics are already dead anyway. Um, so the world is saved because of cage. So he goes yeah. from this coward and deserter to, he literally saved the world, which is a really cool arc. And they did it not like, uh, not hammy and not like, goofy but they they actually handled it really well um, does, so, does he like get like a like a promotion or something or do they just recognize him i think i mean i think they recognized him for who he was i think they all knew right i don't know yeah. it's unclear i mean it doesn't really matter though because like he, he's it cuts it, it shows like the news saying like oh there's like, like this bolt of energy has now destroyed all the mimics and we're all good now i was like well does it say like i they don't think give they, him credit yeah i don't think they mentioned him so i'm just like oh <laughs> wow anyway so so yeah so now you know he's alive once again and he goes to the same training facility where he first met rita well not first met but he met you know when he, he meant to meet her i time. guess and um she's like yes what do you want and then, something on my face <laughs> And then the camera cuts to him and he just smiles and then the movie's over. Um, so yeah, yeah, it just goes to like, I don't know if it's if it's a if it's a wrong time now, you know, just wait until the time is right. Because mm-hmm. but see, it, it leads me to believe that this is his last life, right? That's because but... like if it does repeat again, mm-hmm. he'll still have to like she will know nothing about him once the day resets. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, but he has to die. Yeah, uh, but like that's in theory if the if the power still works. Right. So he can basically live a normal life now with Rita. Right. Until the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's how the movie ends, and that is the whole shebang. I feel like that one was longer, but there's just so much action in it, you know. It just kind of repeats the action, but it, it still feels fresh each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? I yeah, I I liked how all the scenes where if it was a repeat, we got to see kind of like a new action scene being implemented into the plot, and so yeah, like, that there's always really something. There's always something new every single time there was a uh, a time reloop, and so props to them. Yeah, I was never bored. Um, so yeah, that's Edge of Tomorrow, bro. 
all the action. <laughs> Dang. We finally got there. Uh, so yeah, let's dig into the favorite part. I'll mm-hmm. go first. Uh, if you guys probably noticed, I enjoyed the farmhouse scene very much. Um, it it kind of blended everything together, whether it be the action with the helicopter and the mimic or the characters too. This is kind of the first time they breathe and they just get to know each other a little bit. Um, and also the acting is really good in this. Uh, we didn't really touch on that much, but Cruz, uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt really mix together well. And so they, they make very compelling characters that you actually care about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think the farmhouse scene probably encapsulates everything I like about this movie into one part whether it be the the comedy it's still there the the action the the suspense and even the romance too i i dug the romance in this movie wow uh, i know first That's time ever first. <laughs> i was gonna say wow the romance got to you okay i don't know maybe i'm just in the feels lately but i i really think uh yeah i i think the farmhouse scene is definitely a standout to me mm-hmm. uh what about you yeah so i i like that scene that was a very good notable scene um one of one of my my I would say uh, a scene that stuck out to me. Um, so there's this part where uh, it's like part of his time loops, but it goes to a scene where um, the 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 J Squad um, finally finds him, and he's like walking around the area, and he was like, and they're like, he's like, they're like, Paige, where have you been? We've been looking for you because. Um, Paige is able to like escape the the group when they're like doing PT so he can find Rita and and so like this is like one of the like behind the scenes I would say things that happen and so this is when Cage like knows what's gonna happen exactly and he's like guys I really don't have time for this like not now (laughs) (laughs) Um, they're like what do you mean we've been looking for you like like we really just like busted our like butts off doing all those push-ups for you because we couldn't find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the guys, he starts like fighting, like starts like fist fighting him. And Cage is like, because uh, he knows what's gonna happen. He he closes his eyes and then he like steps over, dodges the punch, and then steps over again, dodges the punch with his then, eyes closed. Exactly, and then. Um, and then, like, eventually, uh, the member, like, tries punching, and then he just, like, runs into a wall because Cage just, like, walks around him. <laughs> um, and then he's just laying there. And then the other member that was there, he was like, oh, I was I was fine with doing all the push-ups. I'm good. <laughs> he's the smart one. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was a very clever uh, humor scene, I would say. Yeah, that's another thing. It, it some of the best scenes in this movie are like when Cage already knows what's going to happen, right? Um, well, also one of the well, I'll, I'll talk about it in the does not pass the vibe check section. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we'll go ahead and move into that. Okay. So the scene that doesn't pass the vibe check for me is the first time he wakes up. Right after he dies once the first time, he somehow remembers what everybody said the day before. I'm not talking like one or two, like he mouths every single line. I'm like, how do you remember what everyone said to you the day before? I mean, Alex, do you No. exactly? <laughs> but this guy has like 
I don't know what memory he has, but it just didn't pass the vibe check. It took me out, bro. I'm like, okay, there's no way he knew this. The the colonel's speech, like he, he the colonel had this long speech that he did, uh-huh. and uh, Cage remembered every single word. And you know, it, it it that didn't pass the vibe check for me just because it's not plausible. I don't maybe, think. maybe the um, alpha blood makes his memory better. <laughs> it's just a big like multivitamin supplement like <laughs> brain energy food or whatever but, uh, okay yeah, so, so that didn't pass the vibe check but other yeah. than that i liked all the other scenes where he knew what was going to mm-hmm. happen like he knew certain details like uh oh you know that's not your real name your real name is blank you know just oh, stuff like yeah, that. That was yeah. Cool. right so i i, I kind of liked how they did that with the script the script mm-hmm. was very tight in that regard anyway mm-hmm. what doesn't pass the vibe check for you so as we talked earlier in the podcast, we tell you guys that Rita is like this um, well-respected soldier. She's um, a bad A mother father. <laughs> and um, she, one of her weapons of choice is a sword, right? And so that is like what she uses to, to, to kill the mimics. But then I'm like, well, if she has a sword. Why doesn't anyone else have a sword? <laughs> That, I mean, that is a good point. Maybe she was so good. She's like the only one that can. Yeah. Because she, I mean. That would have been cool, though, if like other people had like various weapons. Um, So like we got to see someone with like an axe or like a spear. Yeah, I will say it was mostly gun action against the mimics, mm-hmm. Um, I, which I mean, it was still very cool looking. But yeah, yeah. I do agree. Like, but uh, again, it kind of makes it seem like she is so individualistic. So Mm -hmm. she's kind of like her own beast. Like, I don't know. I think maybe her just having the sword and no one else having the sword makes her like more elite Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, So that kind of benefited her character. But yeah, I would have liked to see more sword action. Yeah, I would have too. Like we only get to see um, her using the sword really like in the training scenes. And then, like, kind of in the beach scenes, but then... there was a cool scene where she jumped off of a dune, like a sand dune, and she like mm-hmm. jumped at a mimic. She did a barrel roll in midair and then <laughs> sliced the mimic in half. I was like, "Ooh, okay, yeah. okay." And so, just, yeah, yeah, good, good choreography. And then, like the other scenes, we don't really see the sword come back. I don't know. Maybe she just left it in base or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's more decorative. Yeah. So, doesn't pass a vibe check. Uh, we wanted to see more swords. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, we're moving on to the rating of Edge mm-hmm. of Tomorrow. So, I'll let you go first. Okay. What do you think, Alex? So, I I really like this movie. Um, I thought the way how they use the time loop was very creative. Um, I like the sci-fi um, aspect of this. And then... Um, just like how the the whole whole story plot of like oh you can reset the day because of the aliens um stuff like that and so and our rating system today is how many deaths <laughs> i mean it's appropriate this movie yeah, is surrounded by death cuz cage um, has to so. die every single time yeah. to restart so i would say it's a pretty high rating it was um i would say like a 4. Six out of five. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Okay, even though, that's... even though you were like, "Is that it, Alex?" I was like, "Yeah, it was really." Good. <laughs> I know he texted me after. He was like, "Yeah, it was a good movie." 
<laughs> I'm like, bro, really? That's all you got to say about it? <laughs> um, so this is not a, a secret. This this Edge of Tomorrow is probably one of my favorite movies ever. It's definitely like besides the Star Wars, this one actually might be my favorite. Um, it just combines everything so well. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the pacing is great. It never feels stale, even though it very well could have with just the repeating motif of like oh he wakes up in the same day but no it never feels stale once i never you know check my phone what time it is um the characters you really care about them um they put the care in characters and the relationship between rita and cage is top notch i mean even though there's not a lot of like lovey-dovey scenes it they really do care for each other i mean obviously cage more than rita because cage knows her better but it's just like the themes that this movie tackles of like seeing someone you love get killed every day. It, it, it just like, I don't know. You don't see this much in summer blockbuster sci-fi movies. Um, right. So this is definitely a step above everything else, let, let alone the action, like the alien mm-hmm. design I thought was excellent. Um, C- CGI, they, they spared no expense. Like this movie oh, looks yeah. amazing. It'll I hold think, up yeah. for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, it was like really top notch. Yeah, like they they literally did it the best they could. And I think it benefits from that. Even mm-hmm. if it wasn't good CGI, I could maybe give it a pass. But like the, the even the action, like just nonstop, you know, it looked like an actual battle. Um, but now it's just aliens and, and humans. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, like the beaches of Normandy and stuff. So definitely top notch everything. Like they tried to tackle a lot of things. Even the comedy in the movie is really good. Um, Tom Cruise just <laughs> I don't know how he does it but he's just very funny in this movie too um, so the jokes land action scenes land romance lands everything just mixes together they try to do so many things and they do it successfully every time uh, that's why I'm going to give Edge of Tomorrow my highest grade yet I'm going to do it seven out of five deaths Dang. that is Edge of Tomorrow you, you, there's nothing wrong with it you can't yeah. I mean I don't know just everything it just be hidden different. Everything, everything mixes together so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's 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 Edge of Tomorrow, man. Dang. Best, probably best. My at least my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah. There we go. So final segment is fun fact. Um, um, so uh... full disclosure about that, <laughs> we forgot to ask a fun. <laughs> After the Q and A, uh, we forgot to ask for a fun fact. So. Um, we decided to make one up this morning. Uh, Alex, you can go ahead and introduce it. Um, okay, so the fun fact is if you were to live one day repeatedly, what day would you choose? Um, Mason, do you want to give us <laughs> your answer uh, first? <laughs> all right, I'll give you the short answer first. Short answer is uh, the day that I would want to relive probably hasn't happened yet. I'll be honest. Uh, but if I had to pick one that I've been through, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I was a big chess nerd in middle school. In fact, I was co-captain of the chess club. Uh, and so I was co-captain because the election was rigged anyway, (laughs) long story, but I used to go to tournaments Uh and I went all over like Virginia beach and, uh, Chesapeake uh, all over. And so I was at this, this tournament 
that I used. It was like a bi-monthly thing. So we went there quite often. I forget the school's name. But anyway, so we were at this tournament and I was in, I want to say eighth grade. I played a second grader. Uh, and now these, these are very competitive chess kids. Like they're no joke. Um, and so I was playing the second grader and he started to cry because I was destroying him. And so I was like, I, I mean, I didn't let him win, but I kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, cut him some slack a little bit. You, and then you he like... comes out of nowhere and freaking <laughs> wins the whole game. He's like, <laughs> look at me, I'm second grader. So he's been my nemesis ever since. So I think if I had to relive that, I would relive that day because I could wow. get better. I would know exactly what he's going to do and then, you know, beat him every single time, every day, just to see that second grader's look on his face where he lost. Then he'll cry for real. Yeah, take that, nemesis. I never forgave him for that. <laughs> do you remember his name? Um, no, honestly, he's probably in high school right now. Isn't that crazy? Dang. But uh, yeah, That's I don't remember so his funny. name. I just, I remember what he looks like. But I, man, I, I, I can't, I would, I would relive that day just Dang. so I can beat him finally. Huh. Um, I know that's very petty of me, but that's how I roll. I'm Tom Petty. So, all right, Alex, um, <laughs> did I, I give I, you I, enough time to think? I of don't, one? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought of one. Um, I don't know if it would, this would be just like one day, but I would say like a span of days. So like, um, fun fact me, Mason, Julian, and Kenny all went on this like camping trip together. Oh, man, that was so fun. <laughs> we we went to West Virginia, um, right, and we camped around there. Is we right? camped right. around this place called Summersville Lake, right, right, which is and so close to the Virginia border. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, and one <laughs> one of the days, uh, one of the days we we um, we found this lake and we just like cliff jumped. Um, it was actually no, it wasn't really cliff jumping. Yeah, it, it was. was. Just... Oh yeah, it was. It was. it was a cliff. Okay, there was a cliff. Um, it wasn't too like crazy high, but like that was like a super fun day. Um, we enjoyed our time there. And then there was a time where, um, what was it? We were trying to set up a tent, and me and Kenny <sighs> just took forever to set up the tent. Me and Julian were like, "Yeah, we'll let them set it up." this was at the base of the lake and so like we were surrounded by like campers and truckers and it was it was a very weird vibe <laughs> i remember man that was so fun um and then another good highlight <laughs> this is funny. kenny lost his shoes so kenny was crossing like this trail but in the trail it was like a stream it was a pretty um oh it was fast. pretty wide yeah it was, it was it was wide and then it was like fast flowing stream so like you really had to be stable like crossing crossing it <laughs> and kenny when he's crossing it he like slips <laughs> and he like throws his shoes <laughs> and they go all the way down the stream <laughs> never to be seen again <laughs> and so when we're walking back kenny like um i think we like wrapped like towels around his feet or something i remember like wrapping no something. we took off our shirts remember well i took off my shirt for him and then yeah oh and then like i don't know i think we had like an extra clothes or something and we used 
that yeah, because it was rocky. It, it was like the, the whole trail was like rocks. And so he was barefoot. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And then, and so we eventually had to go to Walmart so Kenny could get some more. He could shoes. get his moon shoes. Yeah, moon, moon bounce, moon <laughs> something. I don't know. I can't remember it, but I don't oh, know. Oh, man. That, that is whole, that memory. That whole, it's so fresh that that whole week was was just so fun like very stress-free we got to enjoy nature together yep that was the mm-hmm. summer after our freshman year i think right was it i think yeah, so i think so. yeah yeah yep yep um yeah, yeah. good old days very fun uh camping trip um yeah so i would relive those days wow Maybe I, I feel bad because now I had I had a stupid answer and now <laughs> you did this like very sentimental one. And... <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that would be those are our fun facts for the day. And that concludes the episode. Um, before we leave, we wanted to thank Thomas Jackson for recommending this movie. Um, we had that q and I think it was like two weeks ago or something. And uh, Thomas recommended this. He's our he's a good friend of ours. So shout out to Thomas Jackson. Go follow him on Insta uh if he wants but yeah thanks for recommending definitely favorite movie so yeah you've got good taste yes Uh, yeah anything i think we're good right yep um so that wraps up episode 10 um if you haven't saw if you haven't seen our where's the flavor episode two where we talk about popeyes um go check that out that's on our igtv um yeah, and we're so, not done with the chicken. We're gonna we're gonna continue the chicken wars, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, give us suggestions on what we should watch next, what we should eat next, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah, uh, follow us on Insta. Tell us, tell your friends about us. Uh, you know, shout out to Badlands Chugs and Giannis <laughs> and all these all these celebs. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around for ten episodes. It's is a big milestone for us, so uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you and all the all the support you give us. So thank you very much. Uh, we will catch you on the flippity flip. Hey, peace, guys. <laughs> See ya.